my mouth feels like I just had a party of chicken. Mm, chicken party. Why'd the chicken cross the road? <clears throat> to get to the party. To get this to, party. No, to get to my smoker. To get to my smoker. It uh, knew its purpose. No regrets. No regrets. Huh. Regrets. Hey, welcome to Sauce on Beer, Bourbon, Barbecue. I'm your host, Kevin. Joined here by Alex. Alex? <laughs> the pause. I know I've talked about this before, but I, I the pause is always there. It, and it ha- always throws me off. I feel like I should say more than hi, but now I feel like we're wasting time. So, hey, Kevin, how's it going? It never changes. It's the exact same for know, every single know, episode. This is episode, I, I don't even know what episode this is, but it's the same. Like, it hasn't changed. <laughs> hey, everyone. So, Alex, thanks for coming over tonight. We've got a fantastic episode. We do. I'm really excited about this This is one. probably one that I've enjoyed researching quite a bit, and it's such a amazing topic. We brought in some reinforcements this week. Um, Roger. Roger Hi. Jackson. How you guys doing? Thanks for uh, coming over tonight. Uh, excited. Long time listener. Yes. First yes. time caller, right? <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, so, Roger, you're here tonight because why? why? Well, I mean, other than you being a fan of the podcasts and all that kind of stuff why what and is a long time friend yes you're that too yes um what is your special talent that you have for this so first off i enjoy beer bourbon and barbecue so that that's a big key but i have been in the culinary industry for about 10 years Man. um Graduated from LaCole, got an associate's there. I've worked at country clubs, retirement communities, you know, corporate places, you know, kind of, kind of a little bit of everything. So I love food. So that that's a, that's the main reason why. Well, we can appreciate that because I know Alex and I both love food yes, as well. So. love food. <clears throat> What's your favorite thing about uh, working in that industry? I think a lot of it is the learning. And it's funny, I've been thinking about this a lot. Honestly, since you guys, you know, text me about the about the podcast, it's so crazy how there's so many things that I feel like I know because of, you know, learning about it or like studying it or. But at the same time, I haven't done it a lot. So it's kind of crazy how you can like even, you know, like with, with barbecuing or smoking, like I feel like I know about it. But it's like depending on where you work, you know, you're not going to smoke every day unless you're at a barbecue joint, you know, mm-hmm. so it, it's crazy how you can learn and still learn so much more once you apply that kind of those techniques. And it's just crazy how much you can keep going with it. So I've always been curious and through, through your education, do they spend a lot of time on grilling, barbecuing, smoking, or any concept that kind of relates to that? I mean, obviously with any kind of schooling, it's a lot of, you know, the basics, but I mean, they do, they do stress techniques. So, I mean, like specifically, you know, what grilling is, what barbecuing is, what, you know, induction, hot heat, you know, top heat, bottom heat, you know, like how those things differ, why they're, you know, they're different techniques, but I mean, not, a, not a ton, but 
it's the basics to get you ready to go out there and do it. So, so what is your favorite thing to make? I know that's a very probably a tough question. To... It it is tough, and obviously you get a lot being a chef. I mean, for me, it's kind of weird, but for me, it's always been like stocks and sauces. Like for some reason, it's just because it's like a it's almost. I mean, it's not like smoking, but like it's just such a long process. And it's so much like care and getting all the impurities off the top of a sauce and or a stock or whatever that is. Like so it's it's very when you when you're done with that, you feel like you 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 you're in that. Like that's that's me. That when, makes sense. You know, like when I, yeah, it, it's crazy, but it's like when I'm done with the sauce or a stock or a consomme, I'm like, that's Roger. That's huh, me. I that's did cool. that. It's your baby. Right? Yeah, it, you know, yeah. You've spent all this time preparing it and... But you know, like when you're in the service and it's like go, go, go and Yeah saute chicken breast saute you know it's like great but i'm i'm getting it out i'm trying to you know yeah get the, you know the ticket out as fast as possible but when you're really just overnight and two three days and straining and putting it back on there like it's just something about it that, that makes sense. really good so on the flip side of that what is your favorite thing to eat i like pasta i like fresh pasta that's a big thing for me you know, I took a, a pasta class a couple of years ago at a convention, and we learned how to make raviolis and agnolatis and, you know, these little pillow raviolis, and there's something about a good fresh pasta, man. I just love it. So, speaking of that, could we take pulled pork and put it in a ravioli? Yes, you definitely could do that. Should For we? For sure. Show idea. Yes. 100% you could do that. I've actually been practicing making fresh pasta lately. Yeah, I saw that. I saw that. I'm curious for you to try and see how yeah. I'm doing. So, I've been thinking of an idea. What What are you looking at? There's a bug on my computer. It was really confused at first. I thought it was like you had taken over my computer mouse somehow and you were <laughs> fussing with my stuff. So <laughs> sorry. That'd be cool if you, if you could just control his his mouse somehow. Uh, you look so concerned. I was I was concerned for you. <laughs> so I've got a possible show idea, kind of based on that. I want to run with an idea of a segment called "Will It Smoke?" Ooh, and we're going to take yes. things and smoke them. To like see that. if it will work. And smoke the ravioli. And we're going to smoke the ravioli. Yes. That'd, that'd be interesting. So, run with that. Yeah. We're going we're gonna to run with I that. I like that. Ooh, follow-up question. You you talked about you enjoy making the, the sauces and um, stocks, stuff like that. Have you ever made a barbecue sauce? I mean, a little. Something we I haven't done too much of as far as, like, really getting into it. I mean, a lot of quick, you know, your basic molasses, brown sugar, you know, like vinegar, China. Mm-hmm. I've never really dove really deep into it, but I've made a few. Yeah. Well, if you ever want to come back, make us a really good barbecue sauce. I should. Take that dive. I would do that. I would do that. You, or that. you could just come back, you know. Yeah, that <clears throat> I would be down for too. Of course. Okay. <laughs> so, Roger, thanks for being here with us tonight. Yeah, thanks for coming. We've oh, yeah. A- Great topic tonight. Um, one that we've kind of been wanting to do for a while. Um, but we're going to dive into kind of the science and understanding wood used for smoking. Um, we've got a really cool experiment we did at the end um, that I can't wait to share with you all. So you'll have to stay tuned for that. 
But let's just run around the table. What's everybody drinking tonight? So I'm going with, I just needed a beer tonight. I needed something to fill me up. I'm going with one we've had before, haven't talked about in a while, Urban Chestnuts Kinsale. It's their... Um, it's a stout. It's a stout, yeah. It's an Irish stout. <laughs> well, I was, I was, <laughs> was going to say it's their... It's, I just totally froze because I, we, we brought it up during our St. Patrick's Day series. And for some reason, I thought it was like their St. Patrick's Day beer. And I'm like, then I'm like, that's not right. And so anyway, I'm having Urban Chestnuts Kinsale, which is a stout, which is very good. I like it a lot. It's filling me up. I've probably had a little bit too much, but hey. It makes for interesting podcasting. <laughs> That's true. Roger, we, uh, you're yeah. a newbie to the bourbon world. I am, so, so. You got to come over tonight. I said, whatever you want off the shelf, it's yours. We'll put it in your glass and all that. So what are you enjoying over there now? So first, I started with the the Four Roses single barrel, which you said, what, seven it's years? seven year, six month. So. OBSV. Uh, like Kevin's saying, you know, I'm, I'm kind of new, kind of green to the to the bourbon and. Man, it was it was delicious, and now I'm currently sipping on some some Eagle Rare, so can't go wrong there. So it's like it as much as yeah. we do. Yeah, oh, it's it's delicious. And I'm over here sipping on some Eagle Rare. Mm-hmm. I've kind of had what Roger's had tonight. So yeah, Roger, you've picked some good stuff. Yes. All right, so let's dive into the the science of you know smoking and what the wood does to your smoking and all that kind of stuff. I'm going to try and not make any sixth grade level jokes. Um, <laughs> well, and that's hard for you because you teach yeah. somewhere around the sixth grade yeah, level. Yes. It's, it's different every year, I feel like. I was talking to Megan. She's like, how are you going to not keep this sounding like your sixth graders giggling at silly jokes? And I said, <laughs> we're going to try really hard. Um, that's fine. We're kind of at a a sixth grade reading level as far as our knowledge of the science of all of this stuff goes. That is, but that's, that's a good place true. to start. Yeah. So, really, the big thing with diving into this whole idea of you know understanding wood, understanding your smoke, and all that kind of stuff is really understanding that the wood is kind of the heart of your smoker. Whether whatever you're using, it's the thing that keeps the smoker alive. Um, We were talking a little bit earlier, you know, before we started recording that if you add good stuff to your smoker, if you add good wood, if you had good, you know, um, charcoal, things like that, you're going to have a much better smoke. Your meat's going to turn out much better. Um, Just like your body. If you have good things added to, you know, your diet and all that kind of stuff, you know, you're going to end up being more healthy and all that kind of stuff. Same goes for the smoking. Um, really the wood has two functions. It's going to provide heat and it's going to supply smoke. Um, and Roger, you and I kind of talked a little bit, you know, beforehand, but like for a pit master, they have to kind of know their wood pile. Kind of like you as a chef would have to know your spices, you know, like yeah. as a pit master, you have to know like, okay, if I'm doing chicken today, I need to use wood x y z yeah Yeah, rather than use wood y because it's going to create a different you know taste and all that kind of stuff but you and i were kind of talking you know that the pit master we've as a as you barbecue and smoke and all that kind of stuff you get a little bit of forgiveness but like for you as a chef you know you don't have that kind of forgiveness if you pour the wrong spice in there i know like in the past i once grabbed cinnamon instead of uh (laughs) 
paprika. And I was yeah. like, oh, this is terrible. You know, like, and I didn't realize it until we were eating it. And I'm like, what the hell is this? You know, so do you like, do you see that kind of, I mean, in the culinary world, like you, you've got to get things perfect with your spices and all that. We've got this forgiveness, I guess, with the woods. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it's depending on, on what it is, but that is true. You know, especially like finishing sauces, you know, like the pan's too hot. You throw some garlic in there and it, it instantly burns. And then it's like, oh, got to start over or you know it, it really a change that are even if you're making a pan sauce or you sear something too hard and so it, it is it is it can be unforgiving but there are certain things where you know you can kind of at least as far as spices you kind of can just be like okay this is kind of what i like and it's it's almost personal preference so some people might not like it that much but it's you know it's something that makes sense to you so but i feel like once you know what you're going for Oh. There's there's levels of understanding. It becomes second nature. A little bit, yeah. yeah. But like you know, I, I think when it, I guess one of the cool things that I made me fall in love with barbecue is that there was so much more to the wood, mm-hmm. as you were saying. It's the heat source, yeah. But how is that different from like gas or charcoal? And like because the smoke from the wood gives you a lot of flavor, and the different wood can change the flavor drastically. Yeah. So like we're going to talk about if you use the wrong wood and you don't know what you're doing, and you do like a six-hour smoke on a rack of ribs with the wrong kind of wood, you're not going to be able to eat that, yeah. those ribs. Yeah. And so there, there can be a pretty big difference there. It, it kind of reminded me of uh, the rub down, you know, talking yeah. about the salt and how it preserves and which smoke, you know, people use smoke to preserve meats as well, but like kind of you were saying like they cook with the same thing the same thing the same thing and then eventually they want to try something different so it's kind of like the same thing with that wood like using different wood see how this affects it how this does it burning and you know how fast it burns all that and flavors all that and i think kind of like what you were saying with that i think that i can go and spend three bucks on a bunch of chicken and if i screw it up you know i'm out three bucks very true yeah but if I'm professional level, I mean, that's a whole day's worth of profits. I mean, I was reading and um, doing some research, Aaron Franklin's book, um, and we're going to talk about it in a little bit, green wood versus seasoned wood. Well, he got a whole load of green wood, and he didn't, this is one very early on in his career, he didn't understand what the problem was with green wood. He put his briskets on, and it was just terrible. He left that night, went home, slept for like three hours, came back, and the wood had caught like that super fast and it just was black bristles, hockey pucks almost. And the next day he gave away all his barbecue for free. He said he couldn't charge people. It was just so bad. I mean, he was able to salvage it and all that kind of stuff, but he just couldn't charge them for it. So, um, it's so important to, you know, kind of know what you're putting in your, your smoker. Um, and that kind of leads us into the next thing that there's really two types of wood. You've got your hardwoods and you've got your softwoods. As a good rule of thumb, you want to make sure that you're using hardwood because that's the best wood to smoke with. Softwoods are, I mean, everything I've read said stay away from them. Yeah, every single, yeah, me too. Everybody. Every single thing I've said, do not use softwood ever, ever. Yeah. Not ever. One of the barbecue groups I'm part of said, uh, one of the guys posting, he's like, my neighbor just cut down a cedar tree and it's giving me all the, you know, the cedar and all that, and I'm going to go smoke something. People are like, no, don't not yeah, do, do that. Not unless do you're that. doing fish, like if, unless you're doing cedar planks for your fish and all that kind of huh. stuff. 
don't smoke with it because it's so um so much sap in it so much resin just it's it's bad like it creates just and i don't know roger if you can kind of talk like cedar you don't want it directly on heat from if i remember correctly you want it very offset you want it it's going to add a subtle yeah exactly taste to something rather than you know like that's why you use fish you know it's light yeah you can well, use fish that already little, has a bad taste to it, yeah. so, you know, what's the matter, you know? But that little subtle, you know, is going to take that in yeah. a lot better. So, the hardwoods are really what you're wanting to kind of dive into. And I didn't know what the difference between a hardwood and a softwood was. I mean, I thought, okay, hardwoods are hard, you know, softwoods are soft. That's what they say the, you know, general rule of thumb is. But it's not, because it depends on how they release their seed. Hardwoods are fruit trees and nut trees, normally. Uh, softwoods are uncovered seeds, like, uh, oh, like, I'm trying to think of like the best way to describe it, but like pine needles, things like, like that. Evergreens. Evergreens, yeah. you know. Well, and it's funny, too, because I've never picked up a piece of wood and thought, oh, this is so soft, you know. It's it's not something, I, I, I heard those phrases before, I'm like, what are people talking about softwood? Well, and that's the thing, too, like, Hardwood includes balsa wood. Did you know that? What is balsa wood? What is those airplanes? Those balsa wood airplanes, like you oh, yeah, used yeah, to throw yeah, as yeah. a kid and all that oh, kind of stuff. Okay, those would seem really soft. That's a hardwood. Well, actually. it's still the same. Like interesting softball versus hardball. Like I saw somebody get hit in the back of the head with a softball, and he did not enjoy it. There's yes. nothing soft about, about that. No, there's not. No. What is it? Brian Regan or Jim Gaffigan that says uh, that's downy soft when you get hit with a I softball? I think that's Brian Regan. Taking off, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Didn't hurt at all. We're all going to float around like angels. Uh, No, it's not the same thing. Um, Roger, I'm curious before we go on with that, what what experience have you used um, in your cooking so far? That how much you use wood? Uh, Either if you've done a lot of grilling, smoking in your job, or have you used wood in any other type of cooking? So we, so usually in the industry. Like I said, again, it's, it's depending on where you're working. You know, we, we smoked a lot of things, you know, but when you're doing mass production and you're doing a lot of stuff, you know, you're not usually, unless you are a barbecue place, you're not going to be like, okay, I have apple wood and pecan wood. And, you know, like, usually you have one, and that's kind of what you're rolling with. So usually I work with a lot of, I've worked with a lot of apple wood, but, I mean, like I said, I mean, we cold smoke, you know, shrimp or scallops or, you know, we do ribs. It's, it's kind of frustrating in that sense, you know, because you really can't expand too much, but it's just the nature of the beast sometimes. Real quick, I want to talk cold smoke because I've I've seen it. I've seen, like, some people saying, like, I'm going to cold smoke cheese. Like, what is that? So, now that's something I don't have too much experience with. Okay. What I have had experience with uh, is in, like, a you know, a box smoker. What we would always do, so like we would have our shrimp or our scallops or whatever on the top rack, and then we'd have pans of ice. But now this is because you know the smoker it, it goes hot. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, it's a temp. Yeah. So we'd set it for two fifty. That's as low as you can set it. You know, ours was, and we'd have pans of ice. So like if you had a pan of ice on the right on the bottom, then the second shelf on the left you have a pan of ice. The third shelf on the right you'd have ice, and the smoke just cools while it goes up it kind and then of snakes it, through yeah, it and then it and then it hits the it hits the protein huh. so that's usually i'm sure there's a ton of ways to do it but 
that's the way I'm most familiar with. So you're with. cool in the smoke before it hits your meat. Yes. Because like, I know, like, we're tr- shooting for, like, 300, 325, depending on what you're doing. Like, um, sometimes 350, uh, like a hot smoke. But yeah. that, because I guess it's so just, your protein's just yeah. very absorbent. I feel like fish and seafood and all that's just so absorbent. You don't want, it'd be too overpowering. Exactly. Well, yeah, what, what is the goal in keeping the smoke cold? It just just the flavor. So you don't want because, to cook it. You yeah, just because like with scallops, you're gonna you're gonna smoke it, sear on one side, and serve it. Oh, interesting. You know, like as far as that. Now you know shrimp. Sometimes like you'll you'll cold smoke it and you can finish it that way, but it's usually just for the flavor because okay. you're gonna usually, depending on what it is, cook it for service or for pickup. And so, how long before service would you cold smoke it? Would you do it same day or you, you can do that? Okay. Day it before, matter. yeah, it's not too too big of a deal, but okay, cool. Well, I think that kind of that's something I I wanted to get into. Like that, I mean, I've seen guys who like, yeah, I just bought a twelve pound thing of cheddar cheese. And I'm a cold spot. I'm like, what? I don't even know what that means. Yeah, I've never heard of that before. Oh my goodness! It's but like, I think that's what I mean. Like, sorry, like, yeah, like smoked gouda. Like you know, I think that's what that is. Like I think it's like a cold smoke. Well, it makes sense. I've always wondered yeah. how do you smoke cheese without yeah, so, melting? I mean, I think that that's what it is. I, I think of like the piece of like American cheese sitting on like the grill and just the grill <laughs> <laughs> going right through. Oh my goodness! Like someone's making something up. They're not. They're not putting that in a smoker. There's fire in a smoker. Yeah. Uh, maybe that can be our send off for my grill, since my grill is dying slowly. My yes. smoker's dying. Cold smoke something. We'll cold smoke some cheese on it. So if it destroys it and just melts all over, as long yeah, as we I'm, get some good cheese, I'm yeah. not smoking American cheese. With I'm you. sure you you put it under a pan and you know so it's not right on the. On Roger, the I'm glad you're here tonight. Sorry. We're learning so much <laughs> new stuff. This is awesome. Um, so we kind of hit on you know hardwood softwood and all that kind of stuff and you know one of the things i get to teach this year as a as a teacher is plants to my kids and all that kind of stuff so like i've been researching a lot about plants and understanding all the parts of a plant and all that kind of stuff um but there's three things in the wood that are really the things that people who barbecue and smoke should be looking for you've got the cellulose you've got the uh hemicellulose and then the lignin the lignin um maybe i think that's right lignin. it's what the computer that's what the said, computer said to yeah. say it. we'll roll with it now, they could, science they could so just be tough. hooked on phonics style hooked phonetics phonics work for me but you're gonna know <laughs> what we're talking about yes. we'll figure it out someday you'll, lignin you'll lignin. look it up how he said it, and Just let you'll us find. Know. Yeah, you'll find it by typing it. So, to get back diving into the science, the lignin is the thing that it's kind of like the structure for um, the plant, the bark, and all that kind of stuff. The wood in this, like Lincoln logs, kind of. It's the the girders that support the cellulose and the uh, hemicellulose, like Tinker Toys, exactly. Um. But the lignin is what provides the flavor for the wood. Like Legos. <laughs> You're just saying things that you can build with. Those are all fun things. I can't even. <laughs> the lignin. <laughs> I know, I lost you at the lignin provides flavor because there is nothing more flavorless than Legos. That's true. 
And I dare you to find something more flavorless. Just because I want to see what y'all eat. To try and find something that's more flavorless than Legos. How about a heavy meat plate? (laughs) Yes. That has got to have more flavor than plastic Lego blocks. Uh, Okay. And it was a heavy meat dish. (laughs) I'm sorry. I didn't realize, you know. So the Lignin... I'm trying to get back on track here. That's what provides the flavor. Um, Obviously, woods like mesquite, you know, they have more lignin than oak because they burn hotter. You know, mesquite's got such a unique smell and taste to it, you know. I'm not a big fan of mesquite. Mesquite's kind of the cliche. I I feel like since I've been learning more about barbecue, people who don't know much about barbecue almost use the terms interchangeably. Barbecue mesquite. Yeah. Mesquite flavored chips. Like if you see a barbecue flavored anything, that, that's it's yeah. mesquite that's flavored. That's what it is. That's what Whereas, it is. Whereas as I've been getting more into barbecue, people who actually smoke a lot and so talking about smoking specifically, is mesquite has such a hefty flavor that if you smoke for any longer than like an hour or less with it, then it's gonna it's gonna destroy any sense of flavor you had in the meat. It's I just mean, so heavy. You almost don't even need to season any of your meat or anything like that if you're going to use yeah. a mesquite. Like, it's just, it's overkill. Um, I know Brad's talked about it before, you know. Um, I kind of feel like it's, you've got hickory that kind of gives you that barbecue taste and all that, but really kind of allows you to blend stuff, you know. Still impart this, other flavors, yeah, yeah. Yeah, While mesquite just kills anything you have. Um and I thought it was interesting to find out, too, like, the hardwoods, they burn slower, and they have less resin, and the resin is the huge difference between uh, softwoods and hardwoods. Softwoods, they have more of that resin, they have more of that pine sap, or I guess just sap, you know, because you have cedars and things like that, but that sap is what burns and causes just nasty black smoke, um, and I think, too, that's when you know you have very green wood. As well, because Greenwood, does, that sap has already still there. Um, you haven't seasoned it and all that, which can really kill your barbecue. I mean, it's amazing how quickly you can go from having good barbecue to bad barbecue just by putting Greenwood on it. Well, yeah. and it's funny you say that. I never thought about it until now, but I remember growing up, we'd go camping a lot. And so we'd build fires and we'd my dad sent us out to pick up just loose wood that was on the ground. And so where we were at, we had a lot of evergreen stuff. And so we'd throw like pine needles on it. Just the, the aroma that you get just hits you so yeah. hard in the face. Like it's, it's a strong flavor, but if you were burning oak or hickory on a, on a, just on a campfire, you wouldn't really notice it. It's more subtle. And I think that's a good segue into, you know, what is good wood and, you know, green wood and smoked wood. I think that's kind of the big thing that, you know, a lot of people don't understand um, reading through Aaron Franklin's book, reading through some of the other books I have. Um, I mean, I know we always refer to Aaron Franklin, but I feel like he's kind of like barbecue God right now. Um, well, this book just gives such a good baseline. Yeah. A good it, basic beginners. It covers everything. If you don't have Aaron Franklin's barbecue manifesto book, you need to just go buy it. Like it is so good. We're not getting paid to endorse it or anything like that. I mean, if Aaron Franklin wants to pay me to endorse his book, I'll, I'll endorse the, you know, I'll just endorse it, you know, but I'll endorse it for free too. Um, but he's got a, sec- a section on there where he really dives into, you know, greenwood versus seasoned wood, how to go out and buy your wood. Like you would think 
you just go buy wood. You know, it doesn't matter, but it's so important, you know. He said when he started, he used to buy stuff off, off Craigslist. And he said anytime he bought stuff where people wanted to deliver it to his house or say it was a truckload or, you know, wanted to charge him for delivery, 90% of the time it was crap wood. It was green wood. It wasn't seasoned wood. It was somebody who was selling firewood, you know. You know, firewood, you shouldn't care about what, kind of what you're burning and all that yeah. kind of stuff. Um, and he would talk about, you know, that he got burned, you know, metaphorically speaking. But he got burned a few times yeah. because he'd buy wood from these people and it'd be terrible. Like, it wasn't good stuff. Um, but once he found out, you know, to go to the places and pick your wood, like he said, don't just look at the first couple pieces of wood on the pile. Like, actually dive into it. Because he said he's found people who covered the outside of the pile with really good logs and then on the inside of the pile was stumps and roots and green stuff that just wasn't good barbecuing wood and you know like i was saying earlier you know with the amount of time you put into smoking i mean like a brisket like the amount of time you're doing that i mean it even you know i don't think to do that but like you should do that you should really care about Mm -hmm. everything exactly what they're trying to sell in general like I mean, you're putting everything into that. Like, mm. it's not just throw it in the oven, get it out in half an hour, serve it. I mean, it's 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 a big deal. Yeah, I mean, you're spending a day almost yeah. smoking a brisket. Like, you should make sure you're smoking it with the right stuff. Um, yeah. Well, even tonight, you know, I spent two hours yeah. smoking the chicken we're gonna try. Spoilers. But <laughs> you know, if I'd use bad wood, it that's night ruin. I can't just go and remake it. Like, oh, we'll put it off for a couple of minutes. No, that's that's the night gone. Exactly. And it's funny, even in the little the little bit that I've done and trying to buy wood from different places and mostly like barbecue shops or hardware stores, just the place that it's easy for me to get, I can notice a big difference just in the quickness that it burns and how hot and stuff like that. You know, there's a big difference in quality there that matters. Well, and that, that leads kind of to another point that, you know, the stuff you're getting at the grocery store, everybody's seen that stuff, the plastic bag, that's all kiln dried. So that's going to light in about 30 seconds, and it's going to burn out in about 30 seconds. Yes. I mean, it just it's crazy. You get very little smoke for what you're spending on it. I mean, you'd be better off almost not even using that um, and buying a good charcoal or something like that to get that flavor. Uh, I mean... I could sit here and just read you. I, I, I highlighted my book, and I'm showing <laughs> Alex and Roger my book for Aaron Franklin. Um, there is so much good stuff on just smoking wood, you know, seasoning wood and smoking wood and all that kind of stuff that it's so important to just sit there and really study your wood, understand it. I mean, get a piece of it and burn it and really just study the characteristics of it. I know that sounds ridiculous to do, but, like, you can see the if it's very dark smoke and all that kind of stuff, it's not been seasoned long enough. And leave it sit out for a little bit. Let it dry out and get all that resin out of it. Um, stack it in a good spot. Like, I have some wood that's stacked under a gutter that's starting to rot. Like, I wouldn't have... I mean, not that I would ever use it to smoke with, but, like, somebody might say, oh, well, that's good wood. I'm yeah. Gonna but, like, that's going to add taste to your meat that 
you don't want added to it. It's mm. going to add gutter ribs. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, well, one of the biggest things that was helpful for me in that book is he he described the kind of smoke that you want. Um, and it was interesting because, and you'll see this in different types of smokers, which we're not going to get into now, but he said the kind of smoke that you're wanting is going to look almost blue. And it, it sounds kind of ridiculous if you're not used to it because smoke's gray or smoke's white or smoke's black. You know, it doesn't have any color. But he said the smoke that you get from wood that is actually on fire, there is a flame to it, is going to have this light bluish. It's not quite invisible, but you can still see it. And and that's what I start to look for when I'm smoking. And, and you can tell, and that's mm-hmm. how that's a good guideline as you're getting used to smoking for what to look for. And so that's what I kind of shoot for. And I think that, you know, if you get green wood, like I think that's – it's so easy to get green wood, you know, because like you and I have said, like we've said this whole time, if you don't know what you're looking for, you don't know what you're looking for. Like wood's just, wood. Yeah, yeah, wood's wood, you know, you would think. But if you get it, try and season it yourself, you know, let it sit out and all that kind of stuff. Um, you really just need that water to dry out of it. That's the big thing. Green wood, it has so much water. It's got so much moisture in it. That's what's going to cause it never to light. That's what's going to cause it to produce, you know, that harsh smoke. I mean, I cannot stress that enough. Buy good wood. Spend the extra money on it. Um, You and I, Alex, we found that barbecue store here in St. Louis, um, the barbecue shop, St. Louis barbecue shop. They have such good wood. Mm. I feel like it's it's so well prepared. It's so well done. Um, It's in good pieces as well. And that's the thing, like, you wouldn't even think about, but, like, Think about people just go buy the wood and they don't think about their size of the smoker size that they're running. So yeah, much. like I mean, I the first time I smoked, I had huge logs. I'm like, crap! How the hell am I gonna fit this in my smoker? And then my smoker lid's half up, and all the smoke's pouring out of it. I'm like, I'm losing all the good stuff, you know. But like, really think about that. Um, well, and from what I've seen, it it's not even necessarily more expensive. You just might need to take a little extra time. And drive a little bit further to find yeah, it. Yeah, to get it. Yeah. Because, you know, I've, I've tried to, I've tried all the places that are near me to, to buy wood. And, and some of it's not bad, but going out of my way to go to that, that barbecue shop where they're getting wood for that specific purpose, it, it makes a difference and it's definitely worth it. And I would say to kind of like diving more into the profiles of wood and all that kind of stuff, understanding, I mean, Literally, there are hundreds of thousands of charts out there. I don't want to get into, like, the whole profiles of wood and all that kind of stuff. Because, like, literally just go on the internet and Google wood, smoking wood, you know, barbecuing, you know, all that kind of stuff. Like, you can find everything out there. Um, And it's so easy to find an easy-to-use chart. I mean, I've got, like, six of them saved on my computer to where I can use them. Like, okay, I'm doing chicken. I need to use this wood. You know, this wood would be good. This wood would be good. Um, so you're talking about charts that are good, like what wood is good for what right, meat you're making. Right, Yeah. right. That's kind of, you know, the the big thing. I mean, we're going to kind of dive into, you know, the profiles of the wood we used. We, we smoked some chicken, um, like Alex said earlier. We'll yes. dive into that a little bit in the next segment. But, like, it's so easy to see. And go use good wood. You know, like, I just... Well, and, and, and then you're starting to get down into... Uh, personal preference which makes it fun yeah it's like what kind of flavors you want because there's so many different kinds of hardwoods there's different fruits there's different nuts there's different just plain like you got your oak and hickory which are just 
trees. I don't think they've got any fruit or nuts that are. Um, are there hickory Oak? nuts? Hickory nuts? Yeah, stuff like that. I don't know if I hickory trees so. have nuts or not. Yeah, but then you get you know some popular fruit woods like peach. That just went right over your head. Dude. That's fine. It doesn't matter. <laughs> I hate you. But, but then like you, I mean like you guys are saying, I mean like charcoal. You know, I mean that's that's a big thing. You know, like, yeah. You know, thinking about that, you know, when you're starting off, but like that's huge. Like you said, you know, you go on these pages and. You know, they're very, very passionate about the certain charcoal you use or not using charcoal, lighter fluid, not, you know what I mean? Like, it's very... I'll just tell you straight up, don't use lighter fluid. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't use it. I actually used a new form of igniter for my charcoal tonight. Yeah. This is the way to go. You take paper towel, okay, and you douse it in olive oil. Oh, I've okay? heard that. Sorry. Yeah, no, like, it's the best. Like, it really? stayed lit. For so yeah, long, like that. normally, like I do newspaper and all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. That's what but I've been this doing. This stayed lit. You can just got, light it with a match. Just light it with a match, and it went straight up. I put it in a brown paper bag, and it just huh. like the olive oil kept the fire, kept the paper towel burning longer, which got my entire chimney. Yeah, okay. charcoal. I've heard because I was looking up, you know, stuff like that before, and you know, I saw the newspaper, you know. Tie it up, put it in a circle, you know, have the few, you know, briquettes in there and, and light from there. And then I, a few videos down the line, I saw that, you know, the paper towel with oil. It's a game oil. changer. Yeah. Huh. I, I never, I didn't try it though, but yeah, I heard it's about that. I want to try it only because I was saying that like I was, we recently cleaned out our office. So I just had a bag of spare paper we're going to throw away and that's all I had. I'm like, put oh, olive oil this. on that. But then it's like, you know, I, I want to use something that doesn't have the ink and I'm sure it doesn't make a big difference, but. If you're going to be real purist about it, yeah, a paper towel with olive oil would be much better. Yeah. I mean... Interesting. It's crazy. Um, and I think that kind of leads into the charcoal. You know, let's talk about that a little bit, too. Like, I'm a big fan of... I use my charcoal to get my meat up to temperature, and I like to have it in there kind of as a constant. You know, I know if I'm inside for five extra minutes, like, I'll set my phone timer to, like, go check my pit and all that kind of stuff, but... Like, let's say something ties me up. The, the kids running around the house. I know because that charcoal's in there, I'm not going to lose very much temperature. You know, I'm going to be fine. But if I just did the wood, sometimes I've had issues where it burns out too quickly, you yeah. know. So I, I love doing that blend of, you know, that good charcoal and buy good charcoal. I mean, so many times I've seen people being like, oh, I bought the 20-pound bag at Home Depot and all that kind of stuff. And they open it up and they find nails in it. They find pieces of plywood in it they find crown molding in it that these charcoal companies just they get all this crap wood and they burn it and you know but buy good stuff i mean rockwood charcoal here i mean you can get it at any ace hardware um that's good that is good charcoal um yeah man i feel like there's so much to talk about. There's so much to talk yeah, about. It's crazy. Cool and all that kind of stuff. We don't want to get crazy. too deep with it, though. Yeah, but it's, like, it's, it's crazy. so cool. And it's so important to think about all this stuff that, you know, like before I dived into it, I just used to think, okay, what wood goes well with my, you know, meat and all that kind of stuff. But it's so much more than that, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. It's you really you cool. grow up, it's lighter fluid. Yeah. Burn. Right. It's all my Giant fire. Let's yeah. put this stuff on, take it off. Yeah. Hopefully it doesn't burn and and we're you know everyone eats it and that's what it is you right. know like you don't notice a difference yeah until you've tried something good and put yeah. the time into it but again that's that's where it's fun to try something different and see how it tastes so I'm, I'm excited about our test because I've not yeah. really done that myself before um, yeah I think it's gonna be fun 
So I think let's take a break. We're going to go warm up some of our chicken, um, and we'll be right back. This episode of Sauced on Beer, Burn, Barbecue is brought to you by The Restory. For the past few weeks, Alex and I have been working with Davin Shaw, a true Kentucky colonel, and his company, The Restory, to create the perfect accent piece for our man caves. Alex and I have been looking at what we could do to take our passion and love for whiskey and to transform it into some home decor, and Davin was able to take that love and make these amazing lamps. The Restory is a family-owned company that takes old whiskey bottles and transforms them into amazing decor pieces that even your wife will let you have around the house. Right now, Davin and his team are working on some new products, like their Half Moon Barrel Illuminations, which is a great bar topper, floating shelf, or office bar, if you can get away with that. So I encourage you to go to www.therestory.com or check them out on Instagram at the underscore restory. That's R-E-S-T-I-L-L-E-R-Y to check out their amazing products and see about getting a -a one-of-a-kind whiskey lamp just for you. And as a listener of Sauced on Beer Bourbon Barbecue, Davin and his team have created a special offer code for you to use at checkout. Using the code SAUCED15 will get you 15% off your whiskey lamp. Again, that's S-A-U-C-E-D-15 will get you 15% off your whiskey lamp. Make sure you go check out the restillery and help support an amazing small business. Now let's get back to getting sauced. And we're back. Um, Gentlemen, that was a great break. Delicious. One I of mean, my favorites. Yep. I think anytime we get to try either a whiskey, a beer, or some smoked meats during a break, you can't go wrong with that. This is not most of them, though. Yeah. Well, it should be. I mean... <laughs> I, I mean, I particularly like the ones where we get to try some good barbecue because we're usually drinking something. But when we're eating barbecue, we're drinking and eating. Yeah. Just can't beat that. And blending it perfectly. I mean... I was drinking my Eagle Rare while we were eating the chicken legs. How'd that pair? Oh, my goodness. The smokiness of everything. and just It was delicious. So, we each, for tonight, prepared a chicken leg. Um, we didn't tell each other what we were using for our smoking agent, our wood that we were going to use. But we tried to keep everything else the same. Um, we all used the exact same seasoning. Um, and I, I guess we should say a variation of it. Like it was up to your, whatever you guess you had in your spice cabinet kind of use. So like, you know, I use granulated, um, garlic from California, you know, I mean, that could be completely different than what you had, Roger, or what you had, Alex. I mean, so there was some variation that, but ideally it was pretty similar, probably pretty similar ratios. Yeah. Yeah. We all use chicken legs with the skin Mm -hmm. on. We tried to make it so that only the wood was different right? as much as possible. And, you know, we're also using different smokers. So there's not a ton that we can perfectly control, but the big variable here was what kind of wood would we use? Right. And could we tell the difference? So kind of running back to the season, to the rub and all that kind of stuff, we kind of put on, I just want to, just so you know at, at home what we use, We and I'll post this in the Facebook group, which 
Well, we'll mention that a little bit later, but we do have a Facebook group now. Um, just salt, garlic, onion powder, uh, oregano, parsley, uh, a little bit of thyme. Um, smoked paprika. Smoked paprika. And Did you say garlic? I said garlic. Yeah, and I think it was just salt. Right? Yeah, salt and yeah, pepper. Salt. I mean, it was yeah, very simple. Something I would do on a full chicken again. I oh, mean, yeah. I really liked it. It was very simple. wasn't overpowering. And I think the cool part was, like you said, Alex, we let the woods do the talking room. Mm. I mean, I think if we would have just thrown the chicken on there, we would have lost something. But this just added just that extra little excitement to it. So... Yeah, well, chicken's chicken. It can be kind of bland on its own. Mm-hmm. So having, you know, more than just a basic rub, you know, I, I feel like in my experience, you can't just use salt and pepper. Mm-hmm. Um, but some of those extra herbs can really bring out, can can come to life in the chicken a little bit more. I feel like beef is really good with salt and pepper. I'm not a big chicken fan with salt and pepper, but I thought this was well-balanced. So, yeah. um, So just to kind of... Go around the table now. Let's talk about what we tasted and all that kind of stuff. Like we said, everybody had chicken legs, same seasoning. The only variable was the wood. So, Right. But- so we went around, and we each, we didn't know. I mean, we knew who which legs were ours. We didn't know whose the others were. So one at a time, we, we labeled them A, B, and C. And so we each tried one of A, we each tried one of B, and we each tried one of C. And so now we're going to go around, we're going to talk about... What we tasted, kind of our notes with that, it's not going to be quite as in-depth as like a whiskey tasting, but we'll go around, we'll talk about one at a time, and then we're going to talk about um, how how we ranked. What was our favorite, why, and then we'll each talk about what we did with our legs, what wood did we use, what was our technique, so we can kind of compare. So we're going to so, start... This is a whiskey blind with chicken legs, is yeah. what you're telling me. Chicken blind. Chicken blind. Chicken blind. Chicken like blind. That. Barbecue blind. Ooh. New segment. All right. Roger, go ahead and start. So we're starting on A. Okay. So A, for me, uh, I mean, all of these had a, a nice smoke on it, you know, of course. You know, that that was the star. Um, but I really enjoyed the smoke on A. Uh, the meat was juicy. It had, uh, to me, it was, had some, it was fruity to me. Um. Maybe apple was kind of what I was leaning towards, but really the meat and the the smoke were the star. I, I really I really enjoyed a personally. So for me, it was the lightest in color, um, and I kind of went about this as a whiskey tasting. How I go about a whiskey tasting: I looked at color, I looked at smell, and I looked at taste. Those were the three things I can. So lightest in color, the smell had like of a hickory oak kind of. Smell, it was very subtle, though. Like, I mean, I didn't feel like it was very overpowering or anything like that. Um, the taste, it was very subtle, like I said, well-balanced. Um, I didn't feel like the seasoning was... I didn't feel like the seasoning was too much on it, but at the same time, I think it could have used a little bit more, comparatively speaking. Um, I mean, I, I really enjoyed it. Um Alex? Yeah, so I a lot of the smell I got salt. Um the the smell and the flavor both were like you said very subtle, very mild, but very good. Um I didn't get as much from the seasoning as like I said as the salt, but I I enjoyed that a lot. It was a good salty chicken, like it was just the right amount of salt um to bring out that flavor. A little bit of the spice, not a ton. Um the mildness 
made me think, you know, I, I got a little bit of the smoke, but again, not a ton, but it, it was really good. Um, it made me think maybe more of a lighter wood, like an ochre. I also kind of thought apple too, like just because of the subtleness of it. Um, so yeah, that one was very good. So let's go on to B. Roger, what did you think about B? Uh, B was, you know, going to the color darker. Um, when I took my first bite, I got a lot of, I mean, not a lot, but I got a lot of heat. I don't know if that was the rub, you know, like probably the black pepper, Mm -hmm. you know, I got a little spice. It was good. I mean, it wasn't too much for sure. Uh, but that was the main thing I was getting from it. The smoke was nice, but, uh, I liked the color and a lot of it for me was, was that seasoning. It, it, It was well seasoned. So for me, it was a lot of that, that spice, that heat from that pepper and, and the smoke. I yeah. couldn't really get a, a grasp on what smoke. I mean, it's, it kind of seemed earthy is what I was getting, you know, some kind of earthy yeah, something. So for me, it was very dark. It was a very rich, almost a mahogany kind of color, like something that it had a lot of smoke kind of put on it. Um, that rich, dark color made it really appetizing look to me and you could see the pepper on it so like it was a more um not a fine pepper but a more coarse pepper yeah. that peppercorn really hit the tip of my tongue it reminded me a lot of um oh a bourbon we've had that has a peppery taste to it you know what i'm thinking though like yes. it's gonna come to me in a little bit um when was i remember bourbon or was it a rye it was in the rye episode where we had all those samples. Yeah. Was it the pin hook? Maybe. Oh, this is going to bother me. This is off topic. Yeah. We but, need to find that, though. Yeah. We need to try all of your bourbons and ryes after yeah, right this episode oh, until we find it. <laughs> um, but that's what it reminded me of a very peppery taste. Um, it had a very well. Well, I guess. The seasoning was very well done. I felt like the seasoning was a little bit more powerful than the smoke to it, but the smoke added a kind of like a sneaky ninja attack. Like the pepper hit my tongue right away. I could taste every little bit of it, but then the smoke lingered and it kind of filled my whole mouth up. Um, kind of that earthy tone that you were talking about, Roger, but I got it more like a, a, a fruity kind of earthy tone, like something very natural, naturey. That was the most fruity to me. Kind of, I want to say. I think that's more of an apple, a cherry, maybe even a blend of some kind of fruitiness. I don't know kind of what I would, I mean, that's kind of what I was thinking. So, Alex? Yeah, I, this one also to me was a lot heavier in flavor. Um, heavy smoke, heavy pepper. Um, probably the most seasoned of the three. Um, and it, and, it, and it's it's an interesting contrast because I I think comparatively A was the least and b was the most and c was a little bit in between we'll talk about that more later um but it's like there were things that i liked about it and things that i didn't and compared to a which it was kind of a, a an interesting balance there yeah. um because then there was more more flavor and the smoke and the seasoning but less of the actual chicken mm-hmm. um um it's a very yeah. texas style rub mm-hmm. yeah yeah, and I, I had a little trouble kind of tasting between distinguish, distinguishing what was the rub and what was the smoke, and I think it was because it was heavier on the pepper than the other ones were. Yeah. All right, so let's get on to C. 
So C was pretty dark. It almost reminded me of like molasses, like glazed in molasses or something, like the color, you know, just deep, deep color. Um, so I was watching Kevin. I was watching him, you know, get the aroma and smell. And I, I smelt this one, and it, it reminded me of a pretzel. That's okay. what it smelled like to me for some reason. I don't know why, but it, it smelled like a pretzel to me. Interesting. But also, like you're saying, the, the differences from tasting each one, I don't know if it was because, you know, we had B before. It seemed pretty under-seasoned to me. Mm-hmm. And uh, the smoke seemed real subtle at the beginning, and then it kind of kicked in as it was going. But just compared to, to that to that second one, you know, it seemed a little unseasoned to me. So, yeah. Alex, you said while we were tasting it, reminds you of a dark bourbon. I would agree a hundred percent with that. Like it was a very rich, well aged bourbon kind of look to it. Um, it looked like it had been hit with a lot of smoke. Um, it's very indicative of something that either was the fire was very close to it or that a heavier wood was used. That's kind of how I feel about that. Um, there was a fruity smell to it. Um, it was different though than the other woods that were used. Um, I got some hickory to it, but I don't know maybe if that was the charcoal or if it was the wood that was actually used, but it was very present in there. Um, I like the smoke taste, but it didn't linger on my palate very long. It seemed to just disappear kind of quickly. And kind of like what you were saying, Roger, I felt that it was kind of like there and gone real quick. It either needed more seasoning or more of that smoke kind of blend to it. Yeah, Um, I agree. It couldn't make up its mind kind of what it wanted to be. Um, But I think I put number one for color. Like that was the perfect color. I think Mm -hmm. if I were to switch B and C around, like done it by proofs you know how like in bourbon you do like your highest proof um last i think b kind of maybe messed up c a little bit for me because of the pepperiness of it and the heat on it um but yeah yeah i thought that was an interesting point that you made roger that i it probably would have been a different experience tasting that having not had taste b first yeah just because it wasn't as heavily seasoned um yeah, I I love the color on this one much more than the other ones. It smelled really good. Um, I put almost sweet, uh, and not like a fruity sweet, and almost like a sugary sweet, uh, which made me think that maybe I, I said maybe it was a mesquite or a hickory. It didn't taste as heavy as I would have expected a mesquite to be, which is kind of I put maybe the hickory, but it, like I said, it wasn't a fruity sweetness that I that I thought. So maybe more basil Hayden's. Okay. That's what it is. I guess so. Sorry. I haven't had that in a while since I finished your bottle of it. Yeah, thank goodness. <laughs> I'm sorry. But, so yeah, this this one, um, the, the smell was a lot richer. Uh, while there wasn't as much on the taste, but again, in comparison to me, that, that was a little tough. Uh, still really good, though. Still really moist. Uh, this reminded me of like one of those chicken legs you get like at the Renaissance or the turkey legs you get like at the Renaissance yeah. fair. Yeah. Um, the texture of it, like it was like it had kind of a a very like a casing around it. Like the smoke had kind of created like a cured like a casing bear. around it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, 
was good. Yeah, it was really good. Those are all really good. Oh, yeah, they were delicious. So, Roger, you want to start us off with your ranking. Which one did you think? Should we go three, two, one, or do we want to go one, two, three? Let's go, go th- your most favorite to least favorite. Okay. Just write down the list. So, for me, it was... No feelings here. Yeah. No, no, no. For me, it was ABC. But just know if you pick, you know... <laughs> You know, mine last. I'm cutting you off the bird. No, no, for me, it really it was ABC for me. It it was one ABC one two three. Not to quote Michael Jackson, but that that was actually the ranking for me. I really enjoyed. Uh, I really enjoyed A, and like I said, B. The seasoning was 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 good. I really enjoyed the seasoning on that because it wasn't too much heat. I really liked that heat. You know what I'm saying? Like because it wasn't too much, it was like. Is what I needed. It's what I liked. So, for me, I went B A C. B just that extra coarse cracked pepper. I think is what put it over the top. I think if A would have had just that extra little hint of it, I think A was too salty for my liking. Um, Which one? A was okay. The the first one that you liked. If it A would have had more of that pepper taste to it, I think I would have picked that one um, as number one. But that's mine. So B A C. So I was actually A B C also. Um, I I loved, and I usually don't like salt as much as a as a standout flavor. But I really liked that in this one, and I I feel like if B had a little less pepper, it might have changed it. But that's tough. C again smelled the best to me. I just wish that flavor would have gotten into the meat. And I don't know if that's like a skin thing or or what. Uh, but, I mean, they were all very close. Yeah. I think they were all fantastically done. Um, it was cool to see the difference. We we kept saying while we were doing this, you know, as base level, we, as we tried to keep everything, it, every piece of chicken was different. So yeah. different. And it was so cool for that. So, all right. Here's, here's the answers. All right. A was mine. So, you all can have some more bourbon. All right. <laughs> uh, B was Alex. And C was Roger. So, that's interesting. Um, when I brought the plates down, I knew mine was A because I yeah. knew the color that was the other, difference. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I knew like, okay, this one is, but yeah, it was cool. That's, so, thanks, guys. No, for sure. Um, so, Alex, you want to start us off? Or Roger, you want to start us off? What yeah. did you do on your chicken? So, okay, so there's a few things that I, I can kind of see with my with my finished product as far as... Uh, I was really trying to enforce the smoke. Okay. So I I seasoned less. Okay. Because I was trying to make the smoke the vocal point. Gotcha. So I don't really know how that affected it. But another thing was, you know, I I had uh, the chunks, wood chunks. And what wood chunk did you go with? Hold on. Were we right? Was it a hickory? It was not. Oh, okay. Do we want to say what? Yeah. It, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. So go I, ahead. I had cherry. Okay. okay. I was thinking while I was talking, I'm like, as sweet as it was, it could have been a fruit one, but yeah. maybe like a darker fruit. Yeah. I almost said cherry. Now that I, I think I about that, it was subtle, and I think cherry gives that yeah. subtle smokiness kind of to it, you know, which I think is that linger. So, yeah. And then I, another thing, which it kind of worked out as far as the color, it, it was hard for me controlling my temp. It, yeah. it was going high, and I had to try to, you know, get it lower, and so it was getting color fairly quickly so i think that was a big part of the 
the color the was fin- amazing. But it, yeah, it, it turned out it looked beautiful. Oh, yeah, man, so, that color was incredible mm, on that. But the main thing for me, as far as the seasoning, I, I probably would have regularly done a little bit more. Mm-hmm. But I was kind of trying to make. So you're playing by the rules pretty yeah, well. Yeah, I was trying to. I was trying to make it smoke forward, but. Well, and that's interesting too. That I, I wonder if it's is it cherry wood and cherry smoke in general that maybe doesn't impart as strong of a flavor, yeah. or is it smoke flavor in general that just isn't as strong? Yeah, like it needs that seasoning to season. enhance that. Sorry, yeah, like it needs that seasoning no, right. to. That could be, could be a lot of it. That's good, Alex. Right. So, so mine. Yours was B. Mine was B. So I, I they um. A lot of seasoning on there, maybe a little bit too much, um, and I, I have that thicker, coarser pepper that I've been using in my other barbecue for like the beef and stuff. Like I said, I, I kind of wish I'd use a little bit less. And as far as the ratios for the stuff go, there wasn't a ton in there, um, but it's still I feel like kind of overpowered all the other all the other stuff on it. Um, so I use pecan wood, really, and so pecan. you guys were on the right track, Roger, especially in that earthy flavor, mm-hmm. where it was yeah. like, you know, that nuttiness is kind of sweet, like what you were saying, but not quite there. Um, and I feel like I got that too, where it was a heavier flavor that I've I've mostly used to hickory in the past, and I feel like the pecan had a little bit of a stronger smoky flavor to it. Quick side note. So my old sous chef at uh, Sunset Country Club, he's on a barbecue team, a competition barbecue team. Okay. So when I got the text, I immediately text him. I'm like, because, you know, they do different proteins, brisket, mm-hmm. ribs, chicken, what have you. So I'm like, what do you smoke your chicken thighs? What what wood do you use? And he uses a pecan cherry mix. Ooh. So it's funny that that, 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 that ended up having that had cherry, you had pecan. That they use a mix. It's so funny to hear you as a chef call everything protein. It's like, I mean, like, there's nothing wrong with it because that's what it is. But it's it's just so funny because like that's what you guys thinking of. I know when I worked in the restaurant, they're always like, "Oh, that protein." I'm like, "But it's meat." Like, yeah. you know, we're just like, "Yeah, it's the meat." Yeah, we love meat, <laughs> smoked meat. Um, but yeah, another big difference I think between the three of us again is like we said, what we used to smoke it because I have I have an offset, and so I don't know how. That makes a big difference to it, but I, I'm sure that it does. And another, I was, I, I, jump in real quick. Yeah, I was shocked at the color yours got for being an offset. Well, and some of it too. And I was going to say this is I, I was a little crunch for time, so there was a good part of it, like that last thirty forty minutes, where I ran a good bit hotter than I normally do, mm-hmm. just to get it cooked. I knew in the two hours or so it wasn't going to pick up much more flavor, so I'm like, let's get it cooked. Yeah. So I, I wonder if that played a role in the color and the heaviness of it. I wonder if that pecan wood did something to that as well. Like if that creates a darker kind of smoke to it. I don't you know. would think it would. I almost would think it yeah. would. Yeah. I mean, I just think a pecan is a richer, darker wood. I yeah. don't know. Um, so for mine, um, I kind of pulled an audible on you guys. So, I kind of went with two woods. I know. (laughs) Not on purpose. So, I have my charcoal, which is a very hard wood. It's uh, rockwood charcoal. But it's oak and a little bit of hickory in there. I mean, that's just what the wood is. Mm -hmm. Um, But then on top of that, because it was oak... And because I need to get them back their glass jar, 
I threw the Rally Point Rye barrel char on top of that for the first 15 minutes, okay? Once that burned down, because it was oak, I went with my wood that I was going to use the whole time, which was sassafras. Huh. Interesting. So sassafras is not normally a common wood used to smoke. Um, I've done a ton of research into it because I was like, I've got bags and bags of it. Um, My dad just cut down a sassafras tree. And I wanted to make sure, first of all, was I going to kill you guys by giving you sassafras smoke? Um, So I've sat for the last two and a half weeks researching sassafras. Um, What are the properties? I've learned more about damn sassafras trees than I've ever went to know about any trees in my whole entire life. Um, But it's a very, it's a native tree to to the United States. Um, It's used, obviously, a lot in root beer and things like that. Um, It's used very heavily in Creole cooking, which is kind of where I've been kind of diving into for the last few weeks. I've really been hitting Creole, New Orleans, Mississippi-style cooking, that very heavy, hearty kind of foods and all that. It gives a very citrusy taste to it. Um, And I don't feel like it's overpowering, but it's very simple. Um, I'm kicking myself. I didn't put enough pepper in mine. As I was tasting yours, Alex, I'm like, crap, I should have put more pepper into it. I think it would have blended a little bit better. Um, So, yeah. Sorry, guys. Interesting the way you describe it. I feel like it should have tasted a little heavier than it did. Yeah. Like, it was good, but for something that's used a lot in Creole, I would have expected yeah. to feel it more. It was very a very simple wood. Yeah. Uh, and I don't know if it's just because I used... I have a bunch of branches and all that that I've been drying out and all that kind of stuff, and I chopped all that up um, rather than actually using, like, parts of the log. I've got parts of the logs, and I've got branches, but I think the branches hold a little bit more of that sassafras taste to it um i don't know it's just something i've been kind of playing around with um like i said i've done so much research to see if i was going to kill you guys by using it um because i'm assuming you found out that you wouldn't well so here's the thing sassafras (laughs) oil has been banned in root beer because it's a carcinogen but that's pure sassafras like 100% 100% sassafras oil. So because you put the char in there, it was fine. Well, we're not using pure oil <laughs> sassafras. We're using all the other parts of the wood. And That's all that the oil stuff. he used for his paper towel. Yeah. So we are going to die. Yeah, you're all going to die. No, but Dang. like it in moderation, like don't go home and use sassafras in every single thing you're going to do. What we did tonight, perfectly fine and all that. But I mean, I just heard an article about how smoking meat is always going to cause cancer and all that kind of stuff i mean live life that was awesome yes that was so much fun to do um you doing all right over there well i'm almost wondering like we ended up using the the amount of rub was varied pretty pretty differently between each of ours which was good and but part of me is kind of like i i wish we had done it exactly the same but we'd almost have to like do it together at the same time to yeah, get that man. level of control. But you could still taste the difference and, yeah. and smell the difference in the wood. I mean, that that was pretty clear. But I think that's the cool part, too, is that each of us produce something completely different. With the same stuff. With the exact same stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, Alex, eating yours 
I could see where you've been really researching. You said you've been doing a lot of Texas research mm-hmm. and all that. I could tell that was a Texas style chicken, you know. Roger, yours was just the color and the presentation of it. Like you as a chef, that's probably something you're very, you know, accustomed to. I know yeah. like when I watch like Food Network and all that, I mean they're wiping every single little inch of that plate. Like yeah. that would be something you could present on a plate next to like a big old fluffy pile of mashed potatoes mm. and some greens next to it. Like that's what I want to eat. Yeah. Like, you know, that kind of thing. Mine I wasn't happy with the color at all on mine. Like, <laughs> I just tell you, it almost looked a little undercooked. But it's not. It's perfect. No, it like, tastes It's great. so yeah. well done. Yeah. But that's just because the sassafras wood doesn't have any heat. I saw yeah. that. I'm like, do you smoke it or boil it? <laughs> <laughs> uh, there are some pieces up there that are much more colorful than that. But, uh, yeah. It was good. Great. So... Now it comes to our favorite part of the uh, show. It's Pick of the Week. Pick of the Week. Um, if you haven't ever listened to our show, Pick of the Week is where we choose something that um, we're just excited about. It can be anything that's it can be anything that's happened this week. Um, it can be beer, bourbon, barbecue related. It can be anything outside beer, bourbon, barbecue related. Um, Alex, you want to start us off? Yeah. So I was in uh, Louisville and Nashville over the weekend. And had some good stuff. Check out my Instagram. Um, but one of my favorite things about going down there is the whiskey selection and often the whiskey prices. Although I, I've found it interesting that you can't really go to one place and find just around, um, across the board, cheaper whiskey. It's like a lot of the ones that I saw down there in Louisville were cheaper, but there was some other stuff that I could find cheaper here, which is, it's like, why? Why can't it just be cheaper down there? But... Uh, found a lot of good stuff at a lot of good prices. Got one that we're going to try later. I can't reveal it now for reasons. We're going to have a, another blind tasting soon. Um, but a great selection down there. If you ever find yourself down there, you need to go to a liquor store somewhere and check out what they got. There's a lot of releases only that come out in that area. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's so frustrating, but so exciting, you know. Um, Roger, pick of the week. So I'm at the do two. Okay, that's fine. Sorry. Hey, you're a guest, so you can do whatever you want. <laughs> so one, as Alex mentioned, we're having a whiskey extravaganza. Yes. So I did pick up my whiskey on Saturday, yesterday. So I'm very excited about that. Uh, so that's one. Since I can't really get into it, that's why I'm having a second one. At work, on Friday, we had barbecue brisket. And so we have this thing, it's called a combine oven. So you can like steam things, you can smoke, you can uh, use it as a regular oven. It's like literally has like a screen that you can press these things and like make it do whatever you want. So we smoked, uh, we barbecue rubbed and smoked briskets overnight on Thursday and served it for lunch and it was delicious. And we had mac and cheese with it. Oh God! It it was delicious. My favorite barbecue side. Dish. So yeah, shout out to to my my crew at at work. They did a good job. I'm kind of upset you didn't bring us any, but you know I'll forgive you. I'll forgive you because your chicken was really good. <laughs> Let us know next time. Yeah, we'll, 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 we'll come be down. there. We'll leave work. And <laughs> yeah, and just, and yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, that can be another willed smoke macaroni and cheese. That one, I already know it can, but we should try it anyway, just to make sure. Yes. Double check our work. Yes. Um, for me, my pick of the week, um, 
So last week, my wife said I need a break from the kid. So I took him bourbon hunting. It was our first time going bourbon hunting, father and son. And my kid is one, so I couldn't put him down in the aisle. He just sat there and stared at the lights and the bottles and all that kind of stuff. And it was so cool to do. Um, He's never going to remember it, but it was just a lot of fun to do. I'm excited for fall coming up to start bourbon hunting some more. Um, Hopefully my kid doesn't grab any bottles and break them because I don't want to pay for spilled bourbon. That'd That'd be a bad day. Yeah. So, Roger, thanks for uh, coming to hang out with us tonight. Thanks for having me, man. I really, like I said, I enjoy the show. So I've been, I've been hoping that I, I'd get the call sooner or later. So I well, we'll call it. you up again. We'll call uh, you up again. It. Um, if you want to connect with us, you can check out our website www.shopbeerburnbarbecue.com. You can get amazing t-shirts there. Um, all those t-shirts, the cost of them goes back into the podcast. We don't keep any of that money. We use it all to help with content, new equipment, all that fun. You can also now check out our Facebook page. Uh, it's Sauced on Beer, Bourbon, Barbecue. Um, we've had lots of good conversations with people. Um, lots of, I mean, I posted something about preparing for this episode. Everybody was commenting, you know, about the whiskey I had in there or the books I had. And it, just, it was so much fun just to connect with people and all that. So check us out on Facebook. Um, Alex, how can people get a in contact with you on Instagram. On Instagram, I'm at the.alex.experiment. So see what I'm up to there. All right, Roger, how can people get in contact with you if they want to hear more about all your amazing creations? So on Instagram, I'm Roger underscore Bentley 24. So I have a lot of, right now it's either pictures of my son beer, bourbon, barbecue. So we've converted. (laughs) Yeah. So thanks to these guys. Yeah. And I'm Kevin, and you can find me at beer underscore bourbon underscore barbecue. Um, gentlemen, anything else you want to add tonight? Smoke some chicken if you never have. Oh, yeah. It's delicious. Try some different woods. It makes a big difference. Yep. And it's and, a lot but of fun. good wood. Yeah. And good right wood, and try it with whiskey. Hell yeah. Just try it with bourbon. It'll be delicious. <laughs> yep. So, on that note, don't forget to stay sauced on beer, bourbon, and barbecue.